Hello, hello, and welcome back, my yiddos. I join you guys this Monday evening um, after what was a pretty boring game, uneventful game. So I didn't need too, too much backups, too much reinforcement, but I got my good friend Matt Stevens with me from Virginia Beach Spurs. How you doing tonight, Matt? Hey, doing well. Just uh, ready to, to get this podcast out of here. Yeah. Just like that match. Like, I was like, wait, I have to think about that again. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, not not the most exciting. Um, but there's still there's still a good bit to talk about. When I was writing, like, my notes and scripts beforehand, I was like, all right, all right, we got a little bit. But uh, we're going to have to dive deep into some things here because, obviously, there were no goals in this match. Um, I'm thinking we'll start with a recap of last week's uh, Delhi Double which Matt, he responded through text message. He agreed with all of us that we would take a point in this match. I'm pretty sure online we had like almost 100% agreeance also, <laughs> as it should be. Um, so that's like the one real positive. We all got a point in our deli double. That's about it. There you and, go. And Spurs got a point on the, on the table. Um, but everything else, I don't know. Not as exciting, not as positive. Um, but I'll ask, did you get to see it? Did you get to watch the watch the game with the Virginia Beach Spurs, or where were you for this match? Yep, sure did. Was was there and present with Virginia Beach Spurs. It was uh, <laughs> you know, one of our one of our good friends there. Her birthday, so we celebrated that and nice. uh, you know watched the game. So it was a good time. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, um, and just jumping into it, we'll we'll get get to everything. It wasn't that bad of a game. It just wasn't that great of a game. Um, that's probably right. gonna be the theme throughout this. Um, let's let's start from the beginning. And and for me on the West Coast, uh, it was six in the morning, so I didn't make it to the Greyhound. That's the LA Spurs and Long Beach Spurs. We we unfortunately don't do it yet at that early. Um, so I was with the kitties, watching it, waking all my neighbors up. Um, <laughs> but yes, all right, jumping straight into it. So. This is the first game that we get to commentate on as Conte as manager. He played midweek. We don't usually do a midweek show. Um, but going into it, it was the same lineup as midweek. And we can kind of discuss it in both forms, you know, in both competitions. Um, but what was your thought going into this match? Seeing the same team brought out, same formation. We're definitely going to talk about his formation. Um, but what were your thoughts going into this, seeing that same lineup? Uh, I was a bit worried about seeing Ben Davies play again. Uh, yeah. I didn't think he played well in the midweek. Um, other than that, you know, I think it's uh, our strongest lineup. I do like having our, our wingbacks pulled forward into that like midfield winger role. Um, I think they were very effective at getting the ball and moving it up and moving to a back three. I, I don't think was problematic for us at all. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I think that's a that's a great assessment. We're jumping into maybe some of the other only real positives, um, which was the formation and that back five, you know, with the two win wing backs. Um, we haven't seen that, especially with these players. You know, we did it mm -hmm. before. I heard a few other people saying, you know, we had done it during Mourinho, Mourinho and uh, maybe a few times with Podge. But um, with this grouping – you know, Ben Davies, random, uh, Eric Dyer, Fridge on Wheels, and then Romero, who we all love and I think played pretty mm -hmm. well, um, but he's, he's new. And then we also have Regulon and Emerson, who are also brand new to these positions. Um, you, you had kind of mentioned they played good. Uh, well, what were your thoughts on the back three? Like Ben Davies, who I, I'm just put out there, I actually thought he had a, a pretty good game, not a bad game. Um, but yeah, him. Dyer Romero, you know, that strong back three. Do you think that's something we can run with? Like, do you like it enough to hold on to it? Or what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. I think we're going to see us moving away from like a four, two, three, one formation into more of a three, four, three. I mean, I think in this game, we kind of played more of like a three, four, two, one than a three, four, three. But I think as Conte's stamp kind of gets put on the team, you'll see you know, Lucas and, and Son or Bergvine or whoever's playing that that other front role uh, pairing with Son will be pulled yeah. up 
further upfield into like a 3-4-3 formation. We'll have a lot more attacking presence that way. Okay. So actually, you just made me think of it right now. Uh, this is nowhere in my notes, but like what you were saying mixed with looking at this lineup on the screen, do you think with these five defenders, and then obviously you have like Skip and Hoiberg in the middle, so those are almost two more defenders, but with this lineup, and then you have like Sun and Harry up top, does it almost like leave out players like Bergwijn? Um, because where does he kind of fit in if you have Regulon on that side, you know, playing that up and down player? Because I don't know. To me, he's not a he's not a Sun left wing forward. He's more of a I don't know. What is your thoughts on, on other players that might be left out with having five defenders? Somebody like Bergwijn or, or or you know Heel can play in that Regulon spot on the left or on that Sun spot on the left and drag Sun to the right. Um, either one of those positions, just based on the fluidity of play, the the thing that we're going to have to see, and the thing that Conte is known for, and the players mm-hmm. have commented on already, is just the uh, the fitness requirements that are going to be under this. You know, there's going to be high work rates demanded of all the players. So, yeah. you know, we're we're going to see at the the start. You know, our our wingbacks playing those kind of just above the back three line, yeah. but going forward. If the defensive performances of Bergvine or somebody picks up, you know, they can they can slot into those roles because it's more of like a creative passing outlet uh, build up down the wing play position than it's going to yeah. be more of like a defender like you're familiar with in our typical back four lineup. And I guess just familiar with like Regulon <laughs> as more of a defender. And that makes mm-hmm. sense because, yeah, like say it's not Regulon, say it's not really a defensive thing. Um, but yeah, no, if, uh, if Bergwijn was there, it would be less defensive, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I think, yeah, if you had a Bergwijn, it would give us just more creativity with that front three that is kind of missing that versus, versus Regulon. So Bergwijn versus Regulon. Um, I think the other thing you'll see if you have a more attacking minded player like that is similar to how we played under the four, two, three, one, um, where, you would have the opposite side player kind of drift back towards the defensive line yeah. and, and play not as up on the ball. Um, so like whenever we would have like Regulon attack in the, the four, two, three, one, you would yeah. have like Hoy bear or, or somebody kind of drift back and play almost that back line yeah. um, to still keep a back four. Um, so I, I think you won't see like both the right and the left wings fully pressed up unless we're fully attacking the box. Right. Yep. It'll be a build up on one side type thing. Yeah. Um, all right. And I don't really, I don't want to change the subject too much, kind of staying here, but jumping around a little bit. Um, at least during the game, you know, first half wise, our two best chances talking about this formation and, and these players, where they'll be, came from Emerson, Emerson and Regulon, mm-hmm. uh, both getting on the end of crosses. Um, one, I think Regulon's, it was a Regulon cross to Emerson. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, so those two wingbacks getting into the box, um, what were your thoughts on just like our creative play? And I mean, obviously it was lacking something, but in my opinion, Regulon and Emerson were some of our best attackers and our most creative, like you could rely on them to go forward versus almost anyone else. Yeah. It, it seemed like a lot of our creativity broke down from our, our poor passing, you know, like that final yeah. pass was just lacking, right? Like Kane would try to pass the ball on and then, you know, it'd get intercepted at the yep. last, by the last defender. But, yep. You know, you could see where the thought process was from the players, just execution wise, you know, we need to, and, and like we've needed to for years work on that yep. final pass to really capitalize on those chances that we created. And then, you know, finishing would be the other thing that we really lacked on, you know, yeah, that's it's definitely, like, yeah. Royal yeah. should have had the header, you know, like. Yeah. I think his header, though, because the, the commentator was like, oh, he took his eye off the ball. I, I remember him saying that, and I just rewatched the highlights before this. It's and a corner thought, all day. But, yeah, it was off Damari Gray completely. Like, mm-hmm. it was it was it actually off his, his shoulder. He got his head on it, and it went mm-hmm. off Damari Gray. Like, yeah. 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 It should have been a corner, and it, it got missed. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, he, he headed the ball well, just. Yeah. right into the defender if he had headed it you know horizontally and 
back it, it, it almost looked like it went up, but yeah, some, some sort of trajectory that didn't run right into the defender. Yeah. Um, it would have been an easy yeah, goal. Um, and we'll talk on this further, but that, that I think a lot of that comes from just this idea that some of our best attacking is coming from our defenders, you know, and, yeah. our, and our, our best just play going forward. You talk about passing and things like that. Um, most of the passes were coming from Oliver Skipper Hoybier. They're not mm-hmm. professional passers. Like that's not <laughs> yeah. what supposed to be doing um, or Regulon and Emerson. And all of it is kind of like mediocre. Like if they were in FIFA, they'd be like a 70 rating. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, I'll I'll pay like one thousand for them. Or like, I'll, <laughs> I'll get them for cheap uh, for my chemistry points, but mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, they're not gonna really score goals for me or like do something special. Yeah. Um, one thing I was just thinking while you're saying that, and a lot of people have mentioned it, but it's the the glaring hole of this is just becoming bigger and bigger, and it's just like because it happened years ago, but we just have never replaced Christian Eriksen. Or Musa Dembele, you know. Mm-hmm. I think when we had them, even myself, like, took advantage of the idea of like just these players being Spurs players, and that just being like standard. Even before that, you know, Modrich, um, that we haven't brought anyone in, you know, specifically like didn't bring people in at certain times. We, we tried. We we tried, but I like mean. it's it's very few compared to. The amount of players, you know, other teams are bringing in. I mean, our, our record signer is, you know, supposed to be that same creative type midfielder who just hasn't right. blossomed for us. You know, the Celso is supposed to be this, you know, attacking minded up and down player who yeah. hasn't really performed for us. You know, no. so like it's not that we haven't made these moves. It's that the moves that we made haven't panned out. Hopefully so far, you know, but yeah. it could be a long term problem for us it, as it already is. Yeah. Yeah, and I think for them, one thing that's scary is like when they br- when you bring someone in and they have to get used to a new place, things like that. But you still see potential, and then you can see them over time, like growing on their potential, like getting better mm-hmm. and closer to that point where you're like, oh yeah, that's I've seen them do that once or twice, but now I see them do it all the time. The scary part with like Los Celso and Inton Bailey is like, okay, you see their brilliance, but like, okay, they do it once, and there's never like, okay, now you do it twice, now you do it three times. It's like you do it once and then the next yeah. game you might do it once. You know, there's, there's right. no growth towards the potential, you know, and I think that's what scares people the most um, as Spurs fans. Yeah. I mean, we definitely need to see a good, a run of form out of them. You know, like was also yeah. got injured and looked really poor and, and Numbele's had his uh, fitness slash the uh, crying, like whatever you want to call it problems, you know, under every manager so far. So we'll see if Conte can, you know, be the person that finally unlocks them, you know, that'd be great. You know, it'd be nice to not spend all these money on players and have them not pan out. But yeah. What do you think about just the idea of uh, Tangi fucking um, like what if he because Conte is supposed to be, you know, very work minded, hard work, you know, a lot of effort. And that's like the opposite of Tangi. Uh, what what are your thoughts? Do you think he's going to? Like, I mean, obviously we don't know, but like we hope, but do you think he's going to last in a Conte team? And then if he doesn't, do you just like cut the cord now? You're like, all right, this, this has got to end. I, I don't think he will. You know, I, I don't think that we're ever going to see the end up belly that we paid for. Um, yeah. And I think we'll take a huge loss on him as unfortunate as it is. But, you know, he's filling up a vital, you know, foreign <laughs> player role. And if you're not going to be a game in game out kind of person, you know, especially as a record signing, you're not going to last. Like it's just, you have to be performing. Yeah. Well at Spurs, you know, for the last two years, everyone, but the players have been blamed. So, you know, maybe it's about time a player or two gets blamed. Um, and he might be one of the first ones, maybe even in January. I mean, we'll see if, if, if like whatever Conte sees, if he's like, all right, this guy's not, I can't get a tune out of him. He's not, moving at all maybe maybe that is something that happens soon i mean i wouldn't mind it because i'm a person that's very like work rate minded like you just have to be putting crazy effort in the whole time and that's how you win i mean that's in general what liverpool does and what the top teams do um all over the pitch you know and he's just one example um i got more to say about him later in the game (laughs) but um yeah 
So back to our lineup, back to the first half. Um, basically, the two real chances um, cross to Emerson that goes out of bounds for what should have been a corner. And then uh, the cross from Harry. This was probably one of Harry's few bright points. Like, this is like what such a know. good, good ball. Yeah. This is what we know he can do is mm-hmm. like with pace. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, he's been like playing balls. Like, okay, that's the pass you need. But they've all just been hospital balls like all season. Three Literally all, all all, that Regulon had to do was just direct it. And he, yeah. It looked like he tried to put power on it, but that ball had so much pace coming in. Yeah. It was perf- It was a perfect cross. I had a huge fear when it was Regulon that it wasn't going to go in mm. uh, for many reasons, but obviously just because he's a defender. He's not like yeah. the goal scorer that you want there. Like if it was Sun or if it was Harry Kane, I think one of the commentators did say <laughs> Harry Kane to pass to Harry Kane, and yeah. that that's what we needed. And I mean that's a very hard skill for anyone mm-hmm. any soccer player. I mean we know that like taking a ball, a thirty yard cross, volleying it, all you have to do is keep it down, and that's a very very hard thing to do. <laughs> yeah, um, that's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. Focus on the one thing, but. Uh, yeah, um, and I wish he would have scored because it would have been a, been a brilliant goal for him. I think it would have like really helped his his uh, his confidence, which I think is kind yeah. of black. Like he's always needed just the one thing to be like, "Look, man, pulled the trigger." Like, don't be afraid. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I was hoping that was gonna be it, but when I saw him, I, I didn't really think it was gonna be too much. <laughs> um, well, at least you weren't disappointed. Yes. No. No. I, I <laughs> um. So a few things that I want to talk about with the first half. Number one, I don't know if you noticed it, but the ref was fucking horrible all game. Absolutely. <laughs> was it Chris Cavanaugh? I, I maybe yeah, I was. I guess. Yeah. Um, but literally the whole time, just missing things. Uh, I have one note written down that like in the tenth minute, Sun gets completely stepped on. Um, yeah, absolutely happened. should have been a red card. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's not even close. Uh, like, not only was there initial contact, you know, studs into his stomach. Like, he pushed off of him. And, like, you see a second, like, momentum. And, yeah. you know, sure. He looked down and, you know, he did. It doesn't matter. Like, no, no, no. like, intent doesn't matter when it comes to red cards. You know, like, <laughs> later on, that player didn't potentially intend to, you know, hit Hoybier the way he did, yeah. but and hint doesn't matter for yeah. red cards, you know? So it, it's a reckless, dangerous play where he was trying to kick at the ball on a player who's down and stepped on him twice. <laughs> I mean, it's like the only reason Ronaldo didn't get a red card the other week is because he kicked the ball. But I mean, you completely missed the ball. And, I mean, I think Ronaldo should got a red <laughs> card, too, but, um, but you completely miss it. And so it seems like the only thing that like stops you from getting a red card is what time it is in the game, yeah, and what color uniform you're wearing. Um, yeah, <laughs> I know they got a red card at the end, and fuck it, I'll just jump to it now. This is just another point of how bad the ref was because he didn't call it's the yellow first. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there's there's blood on Hoybier's calf when he comes back onto the pitch. Yeah. You know, like it's there's no secret where he got hit and how he got hit. Yeah. You know. But I, I actually want to open that debate up real fast. What are your thoughts on that call? Like, I know it's a red card, especially because it's happened a few times this season, and it's been like mm-hmm. a red card, especially Pogba's, a few others. Yeah. What are your thoughts on like, like there's the the case where you like miss the ball and your foot rolls over the ball and you stomp on the dude. Uh, there's the case where you completely miss the ball and your studs up. I mean, to me, that's a red card, um, even if Contact. you miss the person. But then, yeah. but in this case, like he completely got the ball, and it was afterwards you know the studs going to and there wasn't much it's not like he left his foot i don't know what what are your thoughts on that as do you think that rule is really fair yeah absolutely yeah it's 100 fair right like getting the ball doesn't matter it doesn't give you license to do whatever you want after you get the ball right so it's clear that hoy is coming in to challenge this as a player trying to clear the ball you don't kick all the way through the ball and, and leave your, your front leg extended, much less your plant leg comes off the ground and catches him in his other calf. You mm-hmm. know, like there's at no point that, you know, that, that player 
didn't realize his actions were going to cause his studs to hit Hoybeer. You know, like uh, yeah. he's responsible for what happens after he kicks the ball just as much as he's responsible what happens before he kicks the ball. You know, getting know. the ball but I has feel no like bearing on a red card. If you, you know, you get into a slide tackle, you get the ball, and then you fucking go through the dude. I mean, you got the ball. You won the ball. Yeah. And we've seen yellow cards get handed out left and right, you know, for for that very thing. Getting the ball doesn't matter. It's yeah, the, the dangerous the dangerous actions that you take on the field. I, I know as a player you feel like I got the ball, you know, like I did what I'm supposed to do. But at the same time, when it comes to giving out fouls and red cards and yellow cards, you know, they it doesn't matter. You know, getting the ball is not important. It's player safety that matters. All right. Well, we're gonna have to agree to disagree <laughs> and get back, get back to this the Spurs match. Um, but yes, uh, back to this refing. Uh, he was absolutely horrible. Um, we'll talk more about how bad he was in the second half. Um, but yeah, my my notes in order is ten minutes. Son completely stepped on. No fucking card. Too early for cards. <laughs> this motherfucking ref. Horrible. Easy fucking card for Richarlison. No fucking call. Sorry for all the cussing, everyone, but it's just it has to be. Hurt. <laughs> um, yeah, that was like a yeah. good. Richarlison did his uh his his normal like whiny crybaby fucking fall down every time he gets touched. Bullshit. Yeah. Well, Richarlison, and then the one that was even funnier and worse was Andrew Townsend because he <laughs> hit the ground for no reason, but then instantly. You know, stopped, dropped, and rolled. Hands went straight up, and he just did, like, a good three <laughs> rolls. And I was just like, come on, man. Like, that's just – I mean, so disgraceful in general. You're going to do it to your old team? like um, Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they were flopping pretty quick, and the the ref was – I don't know if he's just afraid at Goodison Park to call something, but – or to call it one way. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so for the first half, very poor attacking – um in front of goal we were horrible no no yeah, we didn't have a single shot on goal in the first half did we i i think you're right i'm pretty sure it might have been the whole game there's no shots on goal no i think we had two no we had I might be wrong. we had oh, zero wow. yeah actually i've read this online a few times we haven't had a shot on goal for two and a half games uh, there was a couple of block shots that would have been on on goal so i, I don't know exactly what the distinction is I don't shot on, on goal I mean, there. and fucking, I mean, we can jump to it, but second half, Lacelso in the very end rattles the post. Yeah. Like, that's that not be... on goal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. I guess maybe the distinction is it requires goalkeeper interference to prevent the ball from going in the net or something. I, I don't know. Is it a save? Is that what it's supposed to be? I know if Nick, my ignorance here. <laughs> I know if Nick was here, he would tell us that the post doesn't count. Yeah. Um, Cause that's what he texted me. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so, I mean, jumping to the second half, it's very much the same thing, a very, like, uninspired attacking play. Harry Kane, who we're going to do a full assessment of him at the end, continues his jogging pace. Um, unfortunately, there's just no connection between, like, him, Sonny, and Lucas when, when you're running like that. Um, I thought Lucas was actually – gave a good effort in the first half. Um, yeah. And and was trying, but come he still the- wraps into the problem where he can't dribble through defenders and Correct. just gives up the ball. Correct. He also had like a couple of like really poor touches where he would have been through on goal, but yeah. just that first touch was pretty poor. Yeah. No, it's like uh it's this I mean it's this thing like in soccer when you're about to score a goal, you can almost feel it. Like everyone can feel it. And like you're like a, a step ahead of the whole other team, and you're all in sync. So like, it's so you always stay that step ahead. But like with Spurs, there's never that in sync like motion. I really think it will we'll get to it in full later. I really think that stems from Harry Kane a lot of times mm-hmm. with his lack of energy. Um, but you got like Lucas running his heart out, and then like Harry Kane not running next to him, and then Son just like trying to make space, but is always not in space. Um, so there's none of that in sync and then you never a step ahead and then the touches are bad. Uh, yeah. So just continuous poor attacking play. Um, yeah. What, what are your thoughts? Just, you know, again, we'll get on to Harry Kane real soon, but what are your thoughts on our three starting attackers and just what we did up front? We talked about the defense a lot already. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it was just kind of invisible from everybody. You know, Kane had the one good play. You know, Mora tried to run with the ball, tried to, you know, like, make attacking plays and, and look pretty decent. But mm-hmm. in the end, you know, his like I said, his final touches were pretty poor. His initial touches when he got that, you know, that one pass pretty poor. And then, yeah, yeah Son just really had nowhere to be, you know, with Regulon taking up the yeah. whole left side of the pitch. You know, he looked pretty um, confused and lost, like playing that, like right in between Regulon and, and Kane in the center. Like, yeah, you know, he would get the ball at the top of the 16 yard box and kind of dribble it around and then pass back to Hoybeer or something. And it's kind of like, well, you know, like we need you to take on that defender and at least like attempt to to make a play in the box, you know, like us playing yeah. outside the box again, you know, like I've talked about before, you know, mm-hmm. we, we end up with all our players stuck around the 16 yard box and no one really willing to, to get in there and, you know, yeah. get stuck in and, and make a play. Um, you know, like Sun can be a player like Salah who, who, you yeah. know, just dribbles it in and, and takes that shot, you know, like those, well, those crazy well, dribbles. Gonna- Someone's going to have to be. And I feel like Lucas always starts that play. Like he'll get yeah. the one touch, beat one man and, and start that. Like, okay, we're a step ahead. Um, mm-hmm. But then like, you know, Kane's not really moving or he's in a bad position. And then Sun also. And then if there's other people on there, like Delhi, all these other people, they're never like right next to him. I feel like him and then like a Brian Gill would be like the only players I can even think of that would have that mindset. But like, as you say, like, like, pointing out Salah, like that's how you have to play in the box. Like you mm-hmm. have to be able to get these short passes to each other's feet and then like in the one moment find the back of the net. You know, it's not like a cross in every time. Like it's not so robotic yeah. every time. Um, I feel like we really – I mean for years. I've said this on this podcast for years. But we really lack an attacking like mindset, you know, other than like Harry Kane's the best striker in the world. You know, <laughs> and Sun is very fast. Yeah, um, I mean, speaking of that, though, Sun did have one bright spot. You know, he was a step offside, uh, but he he did have that one run. You know, where yeah. he definitely would have been through on goal to score. Yeah. Um, so, I also wonder, you know, at, at what point how much the non-given red card may have affected the mentality of the players. You know, like because the whole the whole match was pretty chippy. You know, even from before that and then even on past that, you know, like there was that that point where Romero got into it pretty heavily again, you know, which yep. I was happy to see. Yep. And, you know, Skip got into it with some people, you know, it got for a, for a non Derby match. It was very chippy. Um, yeah. You know, and afterwards, it was pretty shameful to see, you know, some some supporters from Everton, you know, talking about how Sun got what he deserved with the stomp, you know, from the the injury from a couple years ago. Um, you know, and it was what? Yeah, so I don't know if there's still bad blood from they, that, you know, with the Everton they, match. They boot him every time he touched the ball. Yeah. That's I, so I yeah. I I wish I, you would have put three in the net, like literally. Yeah. So I, I don't know how much those factors affected the mentality of the players in this game. You know, yeah. like I, I want to say it probably didn't because we still didn't even look that good against Vitessa. You know, like yeah. our our goals that we scored kind of were like ping pong goals that went in, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, okay, well that was surprising. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, the, the lack of attacking mentality definitely is felt. Yeah. Uh, still. Um, and I, I want to divert to the side real fast talking about the fans. Um, one other really bright spot. And I mean, it might be because, you know, it's Conte's first premier league game. Like we're just getting Conte in there. Everyone's excited. But, I mean, truthfully, I, I almost always can hear the Spurs fans no matter where we're playing. Yeah. But from the start of the game to the end of the game, I can hear the Spurs fans singing the whole time. So that was great. I want a huge shout-out to all the Spurs, all of our American listeners. When you hear the Spurs fans, fucking join in, bro. Like, if no one in your bar or no one in your house is singing, join in. You know, that's your call to jump in, and, and it's great. So like, And also, like, big ups to the Spurs fans. Because you guys are awesome. The only time we even heard the Everton fans was when they were booing Sonny because they're just mm-hmm. trash people. Um, yeah. <laughs> back, to, back to the match. <laughs> <laughs> what, or I guess what, what are your thoughts on our, our boys singing? I know you uh, love it. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we definitely were, were supporting and uh, 
much to the chagrin of some of the the people that were showing up near the end of the match at the uh, the Virginia Beach Spurs, you know, because we're not actually you know like at a proper soccer bar. Yeah, you know, we got a. Uh, a bunch of college football fans and NFL fans oh, yeah, coming yeah. in on our Saturday and Sunday games. So, yep. you know, they were like, what are these people like getting hyped about? Like, what is this about? This is kind of weird. Like, please shut up. Um, please but, shut up. Like, no, <laughs> like, yeah. we want to we drink beer and, and watch commercials. Please. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> so no, we, we oh. definitely gave it, gave it our, our proper, you know, local uh, right. you know, support. So damn right. That's what I love to hear. There was a lot of a lot of mentions of Noah not being there to yell step a lot, so we 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 put those in for you. We you need to, especially in these games when Harry Kane's walking <laughs> so hard. And and that you know, we're gonna we're gonna jump straight to Harry Kane. Uh, we probably still have a little bit more of the match to talk about, but Harry Kane has been, in my opinion, the worst player on our team all season. I've said it a few it's times. Like playing with ten players, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, you said it. One goal and one assist all season is the stat I heard earlier. Um, really, really poor. I mean, I think we, we did talk about it last last episode. You weren't there. So I want to get your mm-hmm. opinion. Like, how soon are you to jump to, like, Harry Kane out? Or is there just, like, a price line if a, if a team comes with this? So how soon or how much are you ready to just, you know, cut ties? Or are you not? Are you like, no, no, no. That's that's stupid. <laughs> uh, well, I was Harry Kane out in the summer after he pulled there the antics go. that he pulled. There we um, go. You know, like I, I was like, just sell him to a Chinese team and make him play there. Like, I don't care, you know, yeah. but uh, yeah, I've, I haven't forgiven Harry Kane for for what he did <laughs> and how he acted. Truth, you know, like but... I, if he if he had come in and scored 10 goals this season, I still don't care. You know, like Damn. the way he acted is completely unprofessional for a player that's under contract with a team you know, that he claims to have loved as his childhood team. Yeah. You don't go behind the back and, you know, make this interview without, you know, anyone knowing about it. And you don't show up to training late. You know, those aren't the actions of a player that puts the badge before himself, you know, like you should as a player. So, you know, if we move on him from January, if we get a good price for him, I I don't care, especially the way he's playing now, get him out. He doesn't, he's not helping our team. We don't need a replacement, you know, like we're already playing like shit. Well, well, the thing is, is I, I actually almost feel bad for Nuno because the first three games of the season were, even though we were only scoring 1-0, that was our best play, and we had players looking in sync. Now, I know, like, the international break happened and, like, people got injured. Bergwijn, who was, like, really doing well in those first three games. But the biggest difference is that there was no Harry Kane, you mm-hmm. know? And then Harry Kane came in, and literally the whole team slowed down. You know, yeah. and that's how it is on any soccer field. You know it. You can go onto a field excited and ready to play fast, but if the dude next to you is walking and he's the one you're supposed to pass to or receive a pass from, like, what do you do? Just run in front of him and get the ball, and then like, yeah, it it, it, it really, to play off of. Yeah, it really does uh, create an atmosphere. And if if when it's someone like your talisman, like, yeah. I mean, it's not uncommon, though, for Spurs to play better without Kane either. You know, like during our Champions League run when Kane was injured, you know, whole, some of the best play right. we had under under Poch. You yeah. Know, some, of the most, up top. some of the most inspired play. Mm-hmm. You know, like everyone really, as I was saying, like that in sync level, like everyone was really working together. Um, and through that, miracles happen, you know. Uh, not just yeah. Ajax, but like thinking about fucking Barcelona and like these other games that were Man City, Man City, you know, I mean, these games were, yeah. Um, and so it's almost too bad, you know, that Harry Kane, that we I think we all knew is with all of our players, you know, that had taken us so far and we love so much like Deli Ellie now too. It's like, there's going to be a time where, where we go through this, this breakup period. Um, I, I in the summer, it's funny because we sit on opposite ends. I in the summer, I remember us talking about it on the episode, but I was the one who supported him, said that it was mm-hmm. media bullshit and that he is professional and that it, like, you know, stop worrying about it. Um, you are definitely more vindicated with, <laughs> with his yeah. current sort of form. Um, yeah. but, I mean, I agree. Like, I don't know, do you come January? If Conte is like, yo, we're bringing in these two 
young strikers and selling Kane, I'd be like, I would definitely I, be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't want it to seem like I want Kane to go. Yeah. You know, like I, I would prefer Kane to, you know, snap back to previous form and, you know, finish his career Tottenham, you know, become like the all time league yeah. goal scorer, you know, and break all these records and win trophies with us. And that would be ideal, but yeah, it doesn't seem like that's what he wants. So I don't want to hold on to him if that's not what he wants, you know, because it's literally dragging our team down. We're playing with 10 men every week yeah. and our whole team just looks worse. Yeah. So do you think it's just with him, it's a fully mentality thing, like something that stems from the summer where it's like he wanted to leave. And so that's why he's playing this. Or do you like, what do you think is the reason that he's playing like this? Like we were, we were assessing it last week and I was saying kind of like, just like his age and like his, you know, he gets injured every season. He's a, he's a father of three. Like he maybe just like, I don't know. What do you think has maybe like struck a chord in his head? Is it just wanting to leave? Yeah, 100% wanting to leave. And even to like a lesser extent, maybe, you know, his, you know, talks about wanting to become an NFL kicker at some point, you know, maybe he's realizing, like you said, with his age and stuff, like, maybe that's something I can move on to, you know, like, I don't want to go out here and run, you know, like, you know, three kilometers every game and, you know, like, put my body through everything when I could just kick the ball, you know, into the field goal and call it a day. You know, (laughs) I don't know how much of it's, you know, his his pressure from his, you know, American football friends and how yeah. much of it's, you know, like just him wanting to not play Tottenham anymore or yeah or what. But yeah. And then uh, also, you know, they were assessing last week just that the World Cup is in like a year, essentially. Um, yeah. and England do have a chance to, you know, go very far in it. And Harry Kane gets injured every single year. Um, <laughs> and if this is like the last few months before that you know i don't think he you know i think he wants to you know that that could be another thing but i think there are a lot of factors i it's not like he got slower it's that he's not right. running you know like he's never been fast but yeah he at least ran yeah <laughs> exactly but he at least ran you know um so yeah definitely has to or like i assume it's something mental something that's just yeah. a thought that he had that he's pondering. He's, as you said, it could even be something as stupid as NFL. It might not even be on the forefront of his mind. You know, like yeah. if you ask him, he might genuinely answer like, no, like my head's here and this is where I want to be, but it might not right. be true. No, just, I mean, yeah. Thoughts creep into the back of your mind and they just like sit there, you know, whereas mm-hmm. before as like a professional athlete, almost like a marksman, like if you're a sniper or something like, you have to be fully focused, you know, mm-hmm. and when you are fully focused, you become the best in the world. It, it really transforms you into your full potential. But like even just letting little tiny things slip into your unconscious can take you off and you'll miss the target, you know, or, you know, change a little bit and, and really lose what you had. Um, so who knows what it could be, but it's, it's sad to see. I, I don't, I don't give up on him just like you. I would rather him, beat uh jimmy greaves record win at least something with us you know all these things um but as a spurs fan like i don't want our team in eighth or ninth you know yeah Uh, you having one goal like what is this maybe conte though you know coming in talking about you know living and breathing the winning mentality can really help you know laser focus you know it's been you know a week you know, like Conte hasn't had right. time to to make a mark. You know, if he if he's going to, so you know, I, I like him talking about you know like waking up and thinking about football and that being the only thing you think about and you know focusing yeah. on winning above everything else. You know, like yeah. those are those are important qualities to have if you want to be a winning team, a top four team. You know, so we'll we'll see in the coming weeks. Like I'm not hyped about Conte. You know, like I. I don't want to see like a Chelsea manager at our club, but yes. if if he's a manager that can turn our players around and do well and you yeah. know like win, like I'm also on board with that. So like I'm yeah. the the jury's still out for me on Conte. I'm I'm not ready to 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 dive in. Well, this is a good small segue. Um, for anyone who listened last week, you know that was our first Conte episode, but you didn't get to join us. Um, we were all excited. I had mentioned that you had told us you know you weren't excited mm-hmm. 
So, you know, give the listeners just a little bit, you, you kind of mentioned it there, but like, why, why were you not excited for Conte? I, I mean, like he is, you know, like a, a storied manager with, you know, like a bunch of uh, trophies and accolades and, and things like that, you know, but it's kind of yeah. like Jose Mourinho all over again, you know, it's like yeah. bringing in this big personality from a former rival, you know, mm-hmm. like how much, how much trust could I place in somebody who's, been our bitter rival at one point you know like yeah. it's going to take me time to yes. to grow into that i i fully agree with that um it's unfortunate that chelsea have had some of the best managers in the league <laughs> in, the, in the game yeah i mean that's what chelsea does but yeah no you're exactly right we take their old news and they come to us and then what if it turns out poorly <laughs> you know, like right then it's like oh yeah spurs you still suck like what yeah <laughs> no, I, I i don't want to say that like i'm like hoping conte does poorly or anything like you know, I don't, i'm not vindictive like that but yeah you know i i'm not fully bought into the idea that a chelsea manager is going to be what finally brings you know glory back to tottenham yeah um i will say glenn hoddle coached for us and then coached chelsea to my knowledge um and he's a spurs legend um <laughs> but Chelsea manager aside, how do you feel about Antonio Conte just from what you knew about him beforehand? And then also like with these first two games, and then we'll jump back into the game here in a second and assess him. But yeah, what do you think think his his coaching style? Yeah, go on. Yeah, I I think style wise, it's a lot more fitting of like what Levy was talking about getting over the the summer, you know, like an attacking minded uh, manager. Well, I, th- I think it's Conte is kind of like a manager who plays almost like a sneaky defensive style that builds into quick one, two passes to create fast, fluid attacking plays. Yes. Um, kind of similar to a little bit how we played under Mourinho, um, but with more focus on attacking, you know? Um, yeah. so, so I think it'll be good for us with our given lineup um, to build off of that. Um, and, and I, I like his mentality about winning, you know, like that it has to be everything that you focus on. Otherwise, you know, like you're not going to be the best, right? Like you can be good, but you're not going to be the best if you don't wake up every day and, and breathe, you know, your, your, your passion, your sport, you know, like it can't yeah. be, you know, I'm doing this for my wife and family. No, like you're doing this because as a child, you looked up and wanted to be a footballer and now that's all you'd want to do still yeah. right yeah. like your wife and kids unfortunately have to come second you know like not <laughs> not like in that way but like in terms of like your goals in in, in the moment you know when you're on the pitch you know yes. and when you're at training um you know, still <laughs> definitely definitely take care of your family and things but yes but also i mean no you're exactly right because you're not just uh your wife and kids will be there like for whatever mm-hmm. you do. <clears throat> but while you're doing this, if you want to be the best, um, you have to fully focus. Um, obviously not forget your wife and kids, but I, right. I mean, you're being, you're being the world best at whatever the skill is. You know, you yeah. have to have be only because you're competing. It's not like um, painting or something where you just become a better and better mm-hmm. painter. You know, there's other painters on the other side that want you to not be a good painter, you know? <laughs> right. You know, like... You're shaking the easel as you're, as you're making brush tricks. Yeah, exactly. So you got to be <laughs> highly focused and competitive, you know? It's a game. I mean, it is only a game, but uh, but yeah. And so I agree. And that is the one thing I'm... We already mentioned it, but hopefully that really rubs off on Harry Kane. Um, mm-hmm. I think it will. He's had statements already. We've We've all heard them. Uh, how he's excited to work with Conte. And I will say, even though like the last game was pretty poor from everyone and him included, um, I thought he played a little bit better. Like I saw a little bit yeah. more running from him, you know? Well, I think as a whole, the team looked more inspired at times. 100%. You know, and, and just that, like I said, really early on, the the lack of final pass quality is what kept us from having a really good game versus a game that we're talking about where we're like, ah, you know, like it, it kind of felt lukewarm. Um, so like if we had one or two of those passes not get intercepted, you know, like 
we're talking about a completely different game where we win two nil. Where like Conte has come through and transformed this team. Yeah, you know, like it, it, it was it was on the edge of being a great game. So there's yeah, there's a uh, lot to look forward to. And I kind of want to jump to that. Do you almost feel like because because I do, uh, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna lead you towards my towards my answer. But I, I do feel that um, it's almost better that we didn't uh, just get like. Because, like, say, say we played the exact same game, but we got one or two just quick passes, quick plays that turned into goals. Um, there would still be all these other things. Do you think it was almost better that we got, you know, just, just think about the Conte era and, like, what he needs to do? Obviously, we um, want points, but... No, but only because I think Conte is quality enough of a manager to still see all of the things that no, we've talked no. about and all, all the things that we've highlighted on and, and be like, look... You know, we might have won this game. We might have scored, you know, two nil or yeah. whatever. But here's our things that we need to work on. Here's, you know, like Regulon, like your cross here coming off that corner, or not Regulon. Let's also your corner here at the last second of the game where you just kind of fizzled it into the ground for whatever reason. It was the ugliest corner I've ever seen taken. Like, like that's not acceptable. You know, yeah. or like, you know, yeah. Kane, like your pass here, just you know, like you pass it right into the defender. What are you doing? You know, like those yeah. type of moments I don't think are going to elude a top tier manager, you know, like I, I could see, especially from like his sideline performances, somebody like Nuno, maybe letting those things slide in a game where you kind of yeah. win, you know, and just, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I think Conte will be out there on the pitch. You know, everyone's already been talking about, you know, in the, the, the training sessions already from the players yeah. mindset, like they're getting good quality training and getting, yeah. you know, nicked on for the small things that they're doing wrong so we'll hopefully yeah. start to see a build-up of all of those you know training moments over yeah. play over time and i don't think any result would have changed that from conte's perspective okay. especially given his reputation of being kind of more like a not i don't want to say a hard ass but a, a manager who really pushes his players to perform their best so yeah yeah and i don't mind that i would yeah definitely appreciate that um yeah, and I almost thinking about the other side of that if maybe we did get one goal or something like that, and then it just starts this like momentum and good feeling around Conte. Maybe you know, obviously a three yeah. point win would have been better You're right. had, but um yeah, now that was just a abstract thought um mm-hmm. that I want to ask you about. I do want to highlight real quick before we move on, like okay. a, a point about Kane. Like when it comes to Kane talking about being excited to work with Conte, you know, Kane yeah. was excited to work with Mourinho and was like the the one player in the locker room who was like mm-hmm. pro Mourinho all the way to the end, mm-hmm. you know, and he had his best season ever under Mourinho. So, yeah. you know, like I, I don't think that, you know, it's necessarily a bad sign to see Harry Kane excited to work with Conte. I think maybe, you know, all the things that we hope for could come true, you know, yeah. from, from that statement and from how he's acted under previous top tier managers. So, yeah. Well, uh, we are going to say a prayer towards that. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Damn yeah. Um, but okay, so moving on a little bit, but still sticking on the the idea of Conte. Um, he had three subs in the second half. Uh, Regulon came off for Matt Doherty. Uh, that not was, a good sub. <laughs> that was obviously, everyone was confused. Um, it's not like Doherty came on and blew it or anything, but he didn't no. add anything. Um, 71st minute. I, I like the timing just of subs, but again, just yeah. also the defend a defender for a defender. I don't know. Um, yeah, but also and, a left, a left back for a right back. Yeah. Kind of confusing. Yes. So yes, also true. Um, and then we had Lucas come off for geo at the same time, 71st minute, so mm-hmm. 20 minutes for both of them. Um, a lot of people were hating on geo and his performance. I don't think he did much. Like he didn't come in and again change the game, but he did have the one effort on goal. Our, our best effort on goal the entire day. Our our best effort on goal, exactly. And it's it's one thing about us having zero shots on target is not just that we blew the fucking you know the ball over the net a hundred times. We only took eight shots in the whole game. You know you yeah. need to be shooting. And can't score if you don't shoot. It's very simple. <laughs> I know <laughs> we played here a lot, but um, 
so yeah, I mean, a lot of people were going on Geo and saying like, oh, when Geo came on, the game was over. It's like, what are you talking about? Um, I, I don't think so. What, what was your thoughts about and, – and I, I didn't like Lucas coming off. He's kind of came off early in the last two games, and I, uh, I think he's been putting out more effort than some people. Harry Kane. Yeah, I, I don't think I would have subbed off Lucas there. Yeah, I probably would have subbed off Kane, dragged Son up to the top, and then yeah. played both Lucas and Loselso in that like more forward attacking role. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that was kind of weird to me. Yeah, yeah, I fully agree, and that just seems like I mean, multiple managers have done it, and it seems like just a fear seniority type thing like oh we can bring lucas off he won't mind and like can't bring harry kane off i don't know and i feel like a geo and lucas as we were saying before would have those quick touches and ability to play Mm -hmm. together um but yeah and then later in the 85th i thought this was also a weird one i mean again this is only his second game we've never seen him do subs before what he's thinking what might come from these subs but in the 85th minute, takes off Sun for Tongi and Dumbele. Um, semi-random. I would have kept yeah, Sun. That's, that's not the way I, yeah, I would have done that at all. I, I would have probably brought off uh, Skip if we're trying to look for a goal, bring on a, a creative playmaker there. 100 um, And also, like it's unfortunate that Skip got the really late yellow card after the fact, too. Um, because now he'll be missing, you know, the next match. So. Oh, okay. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So he got he got his fifth um fifth yellow card on the season. So he'll be uh out against Leeds. Okay. Well, that'll actually allow us to line up a little bit differently. It will, yeah. <laughs> um, but one thing, this is in my notes. I said I was I was alluding to it the whole time about Tongi. Um, at the end of the match, when there's like. Two minutes left, and Tongi gets fouled, which was a foul. I mean, in my opinion, they fouled him. Uh, and then they tried to, like, restart it, and he, like, runs back <laughs> while, like, holding his face and, like, picks the ball up and throws it. It's like, bro, we need a goal. Why are you going to slow down everything? Because you, you're you trying to jog back? Like, that made me so mad. There's capital <laughs> in uh in that note full capitalized <laughs> yeah i mean and he picked up a yellow for you know time wasting. yeah you're on but, for five minutes you got a yellow and you like that's just the thing about like where is his brain at and i feel like that's yeah. what some people are confused about too sometimes where it's like all right you're brilliant you're a genius but we can't read you at all you know um so yeah that sorry that annoyed the hell out of me <laughs> uh, had to be said but so what were your thoughts on just like Conte man management during the game as we kind of said uh, all random but yeah go yeah, on I, I like the timing of the subs but I disagree wholeheartedly with who subbed where yeah um, like I, I never never bring on Doherty for Regulon unless like Regulon had some sort of knock or something that we didn't see like he was yeah. playing okay you know like he wasn't yeah. playing poorly he both in the Vitessa game and in this game, finally had some crosses that that looked really good and got into dangerous areas of the boxes. Um, no one was on the end of them because you know we don't play in the box, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was at least you know like a, a solid attempt you know to to play well. And mm-hmm. I I just Doherty is not an attacking minded player, so like yeah. is that Conte trying to signal that he wants to? play for a single point, but then why do you bring on, you know, in belly for sun, you know, like that's not a defensive sub either. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I got the, the subs are confusing to me, just knowing our players. I don't know how much of that's from Conte just putting in, you know, what he saw at training and, you know, like players yeah. that performed in training versus yeah. how much he's watched our team as much as we have to know, like, these are impact subs, you know, like this yeah. is where you're going to get your most bang for your buck. So uh, hopefully we'll see either better performance subs. So we're all wrong, you know, moving forward yeah. and, and Conte yeah. will, will be the man that, that, you know, proves that he, he's a better manager than all of this Monday night quarterbacks, you know, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> or, 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 you know, he'll, he'll start to, to 
understand the players a little bit better and, and make better subs from yeah. what we consider to be good subs. So, yeah, no, I fully, <laughs> I think confusing is the best word. Um, and then I fully agree that if it, it, it seems like something where he hasn't been here very long, he doesn't exactly know other than, you know, maybe the starting 11 that, uh-huh. you know, he gets to see like those other players. Hey, Davies. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know like where that came from. But uh, he said he's actually said uh, in a report today that uh, really good things about Oliver Skip that Oliver Skip yeah. will most likely be like a vital player in for Spurs going forward, um, which is great I, to I hear. think anyone the eyes can see that. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It's been it's uh, just a, a great player all year. Yeah. Um, speaking about players, and because I was just looking at the the lineup and the bench, uh, he wasn't on the bench. Do you know if Brian Hill is still injured? I don't know anything about the status of Heal. Okay. Well, we're going to have to look into that. Um, it's He might be. I'm not sure. I remember he yeah. got it, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Okay. So looking at my notes. We have one big thing that we haven't talked about for sure. Okay. Go for it. Richarlison penalty shout with Hugo. Uh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Back to the game. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, so what were your thoughts? You think it was a absolutely not a penalty? You know, no. Hugo gets to the ball, doesn't really take out Richarlison. Richarlison gets back on his feet. The surprising thing to me, and the thing that if I was an Everton fan, I would be completely pissed about, is the play gets called dead with Hugo off of his line and Richarlison with the ball, and basically an empty net. Oh, you know, damn. like you know, like. They were in prime scoring opportunity there. You know, yeah. I'm not saying they would have scored, but so. Well, that was actually not... one thing, that was one thing I was curious about when they restarted it. Um, I thought it should have been a drop ball. It is the... a drop ball, but a drop ball in the box is always given to the goalkeeper. What? Yep. Right. Uh-huh. So, so that's why it became our ball instead of Everton's ball, who had possession when the play was blown dead. Damn, that's dumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For them. So, yeah, it's it's. I mean, as an as like, if you're an Everton supporter, like, I really feel for you there because they yeah. really got cheated out of an opportunity. Um, because I, it definitely wasn't a penalty. You know, Hugo only gets yeah. the ball, and Richarlison steps over him and tumbles, and then gets back up with the ball. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not like you know Hugo clattered into him and takes him out or anything. You know. Yeah. He clearly makes contact with the ball. The ball changes directions. Yep. That's it. And, it's not uh, a pen. And they got screwed. Yes. We got lucky. We got lucky. And as we said earlier, you know, the ref just doing his due, di- due diligence to make the wrong call. <laughs> At every step of the way, yeah. Yep. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I fully agree with everything you said. Um, definitely not a penalty. Oh, and you can extra tell that Richarlison didn't get splattered into and taken out because Richarlison goes down at the slightest breeze, you know, so the he, he gets up. back up with the ball, you know, like, you, you know, he didn't get touched because he so would have penalty shouted all day, but he didn't. That is so funny. No, you're, you're exactly right. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, um, I got two more questions for you, but one is we have to think of a deli double for next week. Got, I got one. I, I've been so, thinking about it already. There we go. All right. Well, then we'll start there. All right. Do we see a dip in form after the international break? Ooh, what would you consider a dip in form? Like, do we lose our next game and get zero points and look worse than we looked this week? Or... Even if we lose, we look about the same or better. Um, well, I think Mind you, we're a... playing Leeds. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Coming uh, off their first win. Oh wait, that was Norwich. My bad. We play Norwich like Norwich. a few weeks and then. Yeah. Well, yeah, he has a good run of games to start his, you know, Premier League career. Yeah. They're all difficult teams. You know, it's not the. Yeah. It's, it's it's Norwich isn't difficult, but Burnley and Brentford and Leeds all can be tricky. Yes. Yeah. They're and they're all gonna want to win, and you know it's it's gonna be difficult no matter what. Um. But all right. So mind you, Leeds also doesn't have you know Bamford. So do they not? Where did he go? Yeah. 
He's injured, I think. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> for us. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, all right, so what do you think? Do you think we're going to have a dip in form? And why? I do not think that we'll have a dip in form. Because I think that the players who aren't leaving on the international break, plus the players that are, I think Conte will have a positive impact on them and Mm -hmm. be instilling that winning mentality. So I don't think we'll see a dip in form like we have seen under Nuno in the past two international breaks that we've had. Yeah. Um, It's a, it's a little bit far away. It's on not next game is not till the 21st. Um, Two weeks from now, but what are your thoughts? (coughs) I'll answer. I like this deli double. We'll definitely do this. But what are your thoughts on, do you think we're going to see, the same starting lineup. Do you think like as he works with like these other guys mm. for two weeks, do you think someone else will break into the team? Do you think Delhi Ellie or someone might have a chance? Obviously no, Delhi's yeah. Delhi is done at Tottenham. He'll never start another game. Unless what? it's in like the 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 champion the Europa Championship League. Oh my gosh, breaking news. Why do you say this? Conference league. Because Delhi Ali is a player who's proven time and time again that he doesn't have the driver mentality to play for us. Oof, golly, bringing the heat. What are you drinking over there? And I, I think Conte sees it. Um, uh, I don't know. Conte said he would he would give him an opportunity. There would the- give him an opportunity. Yeah. I, I meant what I said. <laughs> you said you know what you said? All right, we're going to let you stand by. We'll hold your feet to the fire uh, this season if that if Delhi decides Never to- Never Premier League start again. Never? Okay. Damn, that should be a fucking season-long deli double. Um, Unless it's like against like Norwich, who just can't win, and we're just uh, resting players. We're moving the goalposts a lot over here, Matt. All right, look, Delhi will just never play in a consequential match again against anyone like top half of the table. Okay, this is yeah. You moved that goalpost so far. <laughs> look, I just need to. If we're gonna make this, my feet are held to the fire. I need to clearly define the bounds of what I mean when I say that. No, no. I'll hold you to that first one that he'll never start a game for Tottenham ever again. All right. I did say in my first statement, yes. unless it's like in the conference league or something. Okay. Unless it's conference league. That's the yeah. fire you stand on. Sure, yeah, I'll die on that fire. Yep. All right. Sounds good. So <laughs> that's hilarious. Um <laughs> sorry, Deli, you didn't mean to just run your name through the, <laughs> the ground. You weren't even, hey. even play last game. <laughs> Maybe for good reason. He did. Um, he did hit the bench though, so that's a that's a step up for him lately. Like with his hand? No, I mean like he was on the bench. Okay. Right. He's angry. He made, the, made the subs. There we go. Yeah, he made the subs. I guess that was a step up. He wasn't even making the subs. Yeah. That's pretty bad. All right. So do we have a dip in form after international break? Uh, I mean, I'm going to go <laughs> with a hard no. question. I'm going to yeah. go with no. You homer. Uh, Why so not? Make it not interesting. But Hey, look, we'll get Nick's opinion. Yeah, Nick will always disagree with us, even when he doesn't know. Like, I, I, it happens every time. <laughs> um, so he's going to be like, yeah, we probably will. Harry Kane's going <laughs> to get injured. No. Oh, um, no. No, but... I'm going to go with no, because I think you're more right. I think just more time under Conte, even just the guys who who don't go out on international, because that includes like Lucas, um, yeah. a few other players that are in the starting lineup, Dyer, Davies. Yeah. Um, who, yep. I, I, I don't know if Emerson's going out, but uh, I don't know. You know, a good maybe like half of our starting lineup and then all of our bench. Well, most of them. Yeah. Um, so I do think yeah, like Los Celsos. Yeah, Los Celso goes Sanchez. out. Uh, I think Berg won too, and then Sanchez. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, I think you're right. I, I hope that just spending more time with Conte, him getting there and inspiring them. Yeah, I mean, that's all we need is just more time. So it's almost a good thing that there's this international break right now um, just to let him do his thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, not a game. We also have another conference league coming up too, so that'll be good. Yeah. I do agree, and it's against like the weakest team in the in the in the grouping. So okay. they have, they haven't won a game yet. So you know it's our opportunity well, to really just go in and blast some, pass some people, hopefully, and build some confidence. Work on that's and, true. 
I wonder, and I think maybe Conte will be unlike Nuno, where Nuno seemed completely comfortable to start our youngsters and kind of give up on the Conference League. It seemed like yeah. with our lineup against Vitesse, maybe Conte is trying to feel the team out and, you know, yeah. really work in, like I had mentioned, you know, his high um, fitness requirements. Um, mm. So I, I think we could see against Murrah another uh, strong lineup. So yeah. it would be interesting. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Um, all right. Well, looking forward, we got international break, then Leeds, then Murrah, as you were mentioning. Um, Conte, he's two games down. He's got one win, one draw. Um, he's looking good in the suits on the sidelines. No one can understand his interviews, but that's a good thing in my opinion. Um <laughs> Uh, do you have any other thoughts about this week or, or looking forward uh, after international break? <sighs> no, no, I, I'm just uh, hopeful that things will will change. That's there it. We go. Yep. Um, I was, was going to make a bad joke like they can't. Conte, go down from here. <laughs> no, sorry. Nope. Yeah, sorry you should have just kept it to yourself. Yep. Yes, I know. I was going to force. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to everyone who had to sit through that. You can't. You can't take just force whatever you want in there. <laughs> See, thank you. You're welcome, everyone. Uh, Be here uh, all night. Uh, yes, exactly. Well, with that being said, I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, if you are in the the Los Angeles area, we will be getting together for the Leeds game on the 21st, uh, Sunday at 8:30. Our bar. I'll see you there. Um, but last but not least for me, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Tip-top Tottenham Hotspurs, the greatest team of the year. Tip-top Tottenham Hotspurs, raise your glasses and give them a cheer.